2: Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantanillo with Jim Kramer David Faber. Futures are moderately red here this morning. We're coming off two days of rotation as yesterday's record close for the Dow happened. Fed minutes today will be important, but meantime, ADP, 807,000, two times the estimate biggest jump in private sector jobs since May. Our roadmap begins with COVID, though. The U.S. doubling its order of Pfizer's antiviral pill. Retailers hiking some at-home test prices. And lawmakers reportedly in early talks for new stimulus...
3: Plus, we have stocks under pressure again this morning. Salesforce and Adobe, those are amongst the names moving lower ahead of a key analyst downgrade. And we're going to get to that. We're also going to keep a close eye on the auto sector. Chrysler says it will go all electric by the end of the decade. And Lucid planning to launch in Europe this year. Carl.
2: Guys, we'll begin with developments surrounding COVID and the Omicron variant. Actually, a lot of activity this morning, Jim, surrounding Pfizer. Not just the additional order uh, for the pill, but B of A basically arguing we might get a shot every three years. The real strength is gonna be behind
1: Paxlovid. Well, that would be terrific if it's the case. I know that I had Dr. Eric Topol on, who's from Scripps, and who's just really fantastic. He was saying that it's a very simple molecule, this Pfizer drug, and uh, President Biden would do well to use the Defense Production Act and take it away from them and make every single healthcare company that has pills to be made to make this, because they're never gonna be enough to do it. He said, this, this, Topol said, this is a chance for the government to take control of the narrative and just say, listen, everyone's gonna get a pill. We're not gonna stop with just Pfizer, it's not right.
2: So B of A upset to buy, right. they go to 70, they were prior 59. Uh, I like that call, do.
1: because I like the call because I don't think the president's gonna be bold enough to do what he should do, which is to take this thing away and make it so that everybody makes it. That That is, uh, it, it, Topo's presenting it as emergency because it's possible that everybody gets Omicron.
2: Uh, this is what the president said about the pill yesterday.
3: We now have a new Pfizer pill that greatly reduces the risk of hospitalization and death. They're already saving lives, but due to complex chemistry of the pills to make the pill, it takes months literally to make a pill. But production is in full swing. The United States has more pills than any other country in the world, and our supply is going to ramp up over the coming months as more of these pills are manufactured. Today, I'm directing my team to work with Pfizer to double our order from 10 million to 20 million treatment courses to be delivered in the months ahead. We may need even more.
2: In the meantime, David, uh, dealing with more restrictions, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland's going to close tighter hours at Macy's, Amex, Delane return to the office, and then Macron talking about the unvaccinated today.
3: Yeah, you know, and it's funny because uh, obviously we know what's going on in this country. Uh, Jim, I've noticed you spending a good amount of time talking about China, in in part, though, or largely because of the continued concerns you have in terms of how you invest there when there's crackdowns coming on as we look at what President Macron had to say about what's going on in France. um
1: they have a lockdown david yeah that is the they have a we would never have that kind of lockdown no but i
3: wanted to ask about china because they they seem to continue to want to believe that they can kind of lock out COVID as well and and then they continue to close down parts of their economy in significant ways in order to just keep the virus out um, at some point do they need to adjust or is that going to have a significant
1: impact on their ability to actually grow uh i think that that obviously right now there's a big and I think, among the party members, actually at the very top, about growth uh, versus slowing growth versus the Olympics versus making sure that the skies are clean uh, versus coal uh, uh, coal production or we have enough energy. But, David, yes, I think that they can lock things down. And the reason I think they can lock things down is that a totalitarian, totalitarian country uh, can do a lot of things that we can't do. And I seem... There are even, like Charlie Munger was a discussion uh, who's buying Alibaba, according to what Andrew was saying, but Andrew Sorkin. But I just think, David, that, the complexion of that country has changed rather radically from when you were there last.
3: Yeah, no, understood. But I do, I, you know, there is a question now in terms of how do you fully open up again if you're going to continue to uh, apply the standards that they do in China uh, and what that will ultimately it is a great mean. Question. Because compared to the rest of the world, they are taking certainly a, 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 a very different approach. Uh, at this point, given, again, two years into the pandemic.
1: It's very true. Now, Carl, in our country, obviously, the CDC is in disarray uh, because they know and have gotten very good guidance from scientists that there are a lot of the reason why Omicron is spreading like mad is because there's a lot of people who are sick, but we don't have enough tests. So instead of that, they ideally would like to have 10-day quarantine and then two-day test out. But we don't have a lot of test kits. So instead, they switch it to five days. And if you're feeling well, uh, go. And I had Dr. on last night as the leading infection epidemiologist from Harvard who said that days six and seven can be horrendous for infection for others. So the CDC strategy, I think, is very, very ill-advised.
2: And and what do you make of uh, Dr. Gottlieb's argument that because they have short shelf lives, they expire, that they would have been impossible to stockpile months ago, let's say?
1: Well, I do think that uh, Abbott Labs has done a remarkable job and that uh, they certainly could have if the president had simply said, listen, we want to buy as many as we can, give them to us. I, by the way, there are billions of test kits, just many made from China. We can have them. But the FDA seems to want to have, which is operating separately from CDC, want, wants to have uh, Cadell and it wants to have uh, Abbott. So, I mean, we could have there's there's a surfeit of tests around the world. That but work? We don't have, yeah, that work. But we don't have them. So you have this situation where the CDC is scrambling. They have no side. Last night, Dr. Min, who's really great, was saying there's absolutely no rigor to what the CDC is doing. They simply are just saying, all right, look, let's do five. And and if you feel good, fine. Now they're trying to think, like, hey, if you do five and a real uh, tight mask. I mean, it, it is a fiasco of incredible proportions, Carl. And, David, you know. That no, everyone seems in the in the mainstream media seems very reluctant to criticize the uh, the triad that is the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA, who don't talk to each other and disagree with each other. Yeah, well,
3: you're not you're not one of those people who's uh, not willing to criticize, and you've been doing it consistently no. and perhaps uh, correctly in doing so. Guys, I, I-, I want to talk stocks if we can now. I mean, all right, you know, we're six one minutes, seven habit. minutes in. Can we talk about, uh, you know, just the shellacking that growth names have been taking in the last few days, Jim, uh, whether it's, you know, talking to some people this morning, as I like to do, Shopify down 141 points. Was that yesterday? Uh, HubSpot. Yeah, well, well, uh, and then we've got to get to this. We've got to, Jim, we've got to get to this Salesforce note because I can't tell you how many right. people this morning mentioned it to me. It's really coloring people's view overall this morning, I, this I, UBS I downgrade my, uh, to neutral. I, I, on, uh, on I Salesforce. I did
1: my one looking at, David. I, I, I made a very big point. UBS goes by the whole... By the way, it was not the evidence lab, uh, David. No, it's not the evidence lab. Just, no, it's you know, the evidence it's lab. UBS. It's not yep. evidence lab. But it is a well-regarded um, analyst from my understanding at this no point. No, it's good. He says that MuleSoft is uh, slowing. Now, MuleSoft is often been considered to be slowing. That's always turned out to be not the case. I do say that there's a lot of pull forward, that a lot of people bought uh, Salesforce stuff last year and they're going to have not as good a year. Uh, Adobe, by the way, had a... Uh, is cut and Adobe had a, a meeting where the last quarter was not as strong as, as they would have liked, I believe. But, David, this is the kind of thing you get, I believe, when you start seeing these stocks roll over and people want to put a face to the rollover. Okay. And I do not think that Benioff, uh, who is the CEO, co CEO of Salesforce, is doing as badly as this piece of research says. But it, you want to talk about research, David? Yeah, yeah. These stocks are down huge, and suddenly we realize that maybe they were expensive? Suddenly? All true. All a lot of these true. stocks are down 100 points. All true,
3: and we know that you're going to be a defender of Salesforce, and by the way, you've oh, been yeah. right to have done so uh, over time. Thank you. Since $8, it's been a, by the way. It's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a great performer, but specific to this because it doesn't appear that it's just isolated to Salesforce, and that seems to be at least the concern of those who are reading this note this morning. It's this idea that a lot of spending was pulled forward. You know, the, the survey that they did with, uh, I, you know, quite a few different customers and partners indicating, at least in their point, that, you know, the idea that they were sitting in front of a multi-year front office investment cycle has changed, Jim, and that ultimately, uh, whether it's Salesforce, and they also bring up Adobe, and then other smaller CRM peers, Uh, there is a question as to whether or not you've actually had a pull forward in sales that is therefore going to mean that this year and next are not going to be as strong as been expected.
1: Okay, look, Salesforce was uh, traded as high as 3.11. It's now going to be trading at 230, maybe 225. Uh, I do think last quarter it was good. They did have a 10 cent hiccup, of which Mark said on my show was on their money, was currency related. I have since determined that it was indeed currency related. Uh, I don't think that there is uh, at 230 as much risk as there was at 311. I think we have to identify that, David. You were talking. You said let's talk stocks. Yeah. I want to talk stocks that are down a great deal, where the analysts are finally catching up to the declines, and maybe it's time <clears throat> to switch direction. The sell-off in growth, which I'm not going to. I still think it can run scores. So I'm going to say that on on uh, Scott's show in halftime. This, the sell-off in growth is so incredible that it's beginning to outrun any slowdown that there may or may not be in these stocks. Carl, I read these re- reports and I say, wait a second. Um I think the real problem is is that Salesforce sells at 52 times earnings. Uh, but there are a lot of stocks that sold at between 25 and 10 times sales. Those are the ones that are uninvested. Because there, Those are the there ones. were no earnings to talk about. No earnings. So uh, there's no earnings to cut. Look, when this game was a game about buying momentum sale, raising price target because of sales, raising price target. I think that you have to accept the fact that at $52, 52 times earnings, you're not going to get Salesforce for much cheaper. Yeah. You're just
2: not. What's interesting is the note from UBS, I mean, uh, Salesforce and Adobe are going to get all the attention. Yes. But they actually argue that it's tech hardware that's the most vulnerable in an environment of rich valuations and well, rising real yields.
1: I urge them to listen to the CES presentation of NVIDIA, which, by the way, was not made by Jensen Wong, because he's doing, he has his own day, but uh, what they're talking about is gaming. And that the gaming, and that's also AMD. And by the way, Lisa Su's presentation, AMD. I mean, do these people listen? I mean, the main problem these guys have is they can't make enough. Uh, Land search being pushed today. Applied materials being pushed today. KLA being pushed. We can't make enough chips. So I think that the whole, with the exception of Intel, um, that the hardware argument is a bogosity, not a real word, but I have every right to use it.
2: <laughs> well, We're going to dig into that after the break. When we come back, uh, Ford is due with December auto sales in a few moments. We are expecting some more news today uh, Today from um, Chrysler uh, and, uh, and GM as we watch innovations in the EV space. Take a look at the futures. Bunch of calls on Estee Lauder, Pins, Roku, Carnival, Pepsi 3M. reach uh, Futures are red. We're back in just a moment. Don't go away. Shares of Ford closed yesterday at a 21-year high, and now auto sales are out for December. Phil lebeau got it. Hey, Phil.
5: comparable uh, estimate that's out there in terms of December, but clearly in the fourth quarter, as they were ramping up production, as the chip supply improved, they did pretty well, delivering more than a half million vehicles. The estimate was for 507,000 vehicles to to be delivered. The company delivered 508,000 vehicles. For the year, in 2021, Ford delivered 1.9 1.9 million vehicles. Strong sales, especially coming towards the end of the year for Ford and the F Series. Remember, there was so much concern earlier in the year, guys, about oh, what are they going to do with F Series? This is the most popular vehicle, it is the bread and butter. Their deliveries. Were 726,000 for the year, not far from where they were in 2019 when they delivered or 2020 when they delivered 787,000 vehicles. So a fall off, but not a huge one as Ford delivers December and fourth quarter sales numbers. Guys, back to you. Uh, while
2: we have you, Phil, we do want to touch on this uh, Boeing Allegiant stuff that we've been watching for the past 24 yep. hours.
5: Yeah, and this is a big deal for Boeing. Uh, it has sold or reached an agreement to sell 5737 Maxes to Allegiant. The significance here is that Allegiant is an Airbus customer. It has not flown Boeings in the past, but it will be buying 5737 MAXs in a deal that is valued book price, $5.5 billion. We all know that none of these planes are ever sold at full book price. Uh, there is also an option for another 50 And again, guys, for Boeing, this is significant, not only because it is stealing a customer or at least stealing some of the business from Airbus, a traditional Airbus customer. And it needs this. At the end of the year, there was a flurry of orders for Airbus. They had two significant wins of Boeing customers who switched over uh, and placed orders with Airbus. Airbus stole the order crown at the end of last year. So for Boeing, this is a significant win, uh, 50 going to Allegiant Airlines.
1: Yeah, Phil, got to congratulate Dave, Dave Calhoun for that. That is a very, very big win. Want to go back to just a second on Farley and Ford? I know that this isn't the, this was not the electrified quarter, and Mustang can't move the needle because it's only what about two thousand five hundred. But right, I believe that that Ford sent the best chips to the best F-150s. Is it possible that you've got full-feature chips in the most expensive F-150s so therefore the earnings themselves per truck and therefore the earnings per quarter might be better than expected?
5: True. Plus, they have the pricing power right now, Jim. We've talked about this for some time. There is so much demand out there and there's such tight inventory that the dealers are going to... I mean, they're seeing this with their customers. I've talked to a number of dealers who have said, look, Right now, if you are looking for a vehicle, especially the most popular one in the country, the F-150, you're going to have to pay up. That's just the way it is. And so I think that we probably will see what you're talking about, Jim. When the earnings come out uh, later this month, you are likely going to see some strong growth, and especially on the margins in North America.
2: Finally, Phil, on the electric front, uh, Chrysler going to go all electric by 2028. And uh, we're looking for an all electric uh, Chevy Silverado today out of GM.
5: Well, we're going to be talking with Mary Barra. That's coming up on Power Lunch. You don't want to miss this interview. Coming up at 2.15, she's going to show us the Silverado EV. We're going to talk about their push for getting into the pickup truck, the electric pickup truck race. The F-150 Lightning has stolen all of the headlines over the last six months. Now, Chevy is saying, wait a second. We're not dead in the water. We're going to have a truck that's going to be able to compete with the F-150 Lightning. Now, keep in mind, the Lightning, and Jim, you've talked about this, that production is going to be starting up, and the deliveries will start in the first half of this year or shortly after the first half of this year. We're not going to see the Silverado until the production later this year, and then you're really going to see deliveries ramp up in 2023. But this is going to be the real battle within the auto industry, electric pickup trucks.
1: You know, uh, Phil, I believe also, again, uh, that the uh, Lightning, the F-150 uh, EV, uh, is they're the ones they have because of the demand, are the full-featured, most expensive F-150s. Uh, Phil, this, this could be a renaissance for, in profits for this business, don't you think? Absolutely,
5: which is why, and, and Carl mentioned Chrysler going all-electric by 2028. If you are not all-electric, as soon as possible, you're going to be left In the dust. And you're going to sit there and say, whoa, where are we? And I know that 95% of the vehicles that are sold in this country are internal combustion engine vehicles. And I realize that by 2025, even if even if we have the battery supply that is needed, Jim, we're not going to see more than 11, 12% of all vehicles being sold being electric vehicles. That said, It is where the profit margins are expected to be, especially as the price of batteries come down. And that's why Ford is going to be pushing the high-content F-150 Lightnings. You know, there are a lot of people around this country, Jim, who are ordering Lightnings, who are saying, boy, can't wait to get it. The reality is you may not get your Lightning for a while because it's going to be a slow ramp-up in production. They have doubled production. But the first ones are likely going to go out to California and to other states, where you have the zero emissions uh, regulations that are there. So it's going to be an interesting uh,
1: year and a half, to say the least. Yeah, well, I, I have good news on my Maverick
4: that oh, I dude,
0: ordered eight really? months ago.
1: <laughs> the word is, is that my dealer may, may ha- uh, be having it. Now, Phil, no one even talks about some of these trucks like the Maverick. I mean, it was a huge hit. And eight months is a long time to wait, but sure. I'm a patient fellow. Sure. And, and you will be waiting. Others are waiting. Yeah, join the club.
5: I know a number of people who are in the, Jim, I know a number of people who are in the market, whether it's for a pickup truck or for something else, and they don't even talk about it anymore.
4: They're like, oh,
5: and I talked to the dealer and they said, I don't know, eight weeks. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Amazing overall
2: time. inventory down to 23 days supply. A year ago, we had 46 Uh, Thanks to Morgan Stanley last night. Uh, Phil, a lot going on in your beat. Thank you, our Phil LeBeau. Uh, Coming up next, we'll get Kramer's Matt Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. One more look at futures here ahead of that bell in eight minutes. Don't go anywhere.
4: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, package-less and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground Service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
2: We mentioned shares of Ford closing at a 20-plus year high yesterday. Also, the number one SP and p gainer for the week to date, followed by Oxy, a Discovery, and some oil names. By the way, if you're watching the Dow, number one week to date is Goldman, followed by Amex. Opening bell, a couple of moments away. Let's get Kramer's mad dash as we count down to the opening bell.
1: Uh, we want to talk about cereal later in Kellogg, but there's a cereal bear. Who works this time at Bank of America, Jeff Meacham, and he says, Regeneron, you gotta sell it. He takes it hold to sell. Uh, this man has really, uh, all along, said that Regeneron is not going to be the next great company. He's been wrong the whole way. And now he's starting by saying that there's moderating growth trends that ILEA, which is still the principal driver, that's for eyes, uh, and doesn't like the Dupixin, uh extension. It's a new drug uh, for asthma. I think that's going to be wrong, too. I think he's wrong. I think Regeneron, which sells at a very low multiple, is a buy. Uh, bear. He's been a bear from wherever he's been. He's been wrong. He was at uh, Bar- he J.P. Morgan, to Barclays, now the Bank of America. And I think he will be wrong again, and that the company, the stocks are buy. Uh, I think it's a great company.
2: Is your dispute about the cocktail, or
1: well, about- I, I do think I do think he makes the point that look, they're not going to clean up on on COVID, but that's not really in the numbers. It is not a reason to sell the stock. I mean, yes, it's a reason to buy Pfizer if the the Defense Production Act is not invoked. The president, I believe, quite uh, perhaps ill-advised on how hard that pill is to make. But, you know, he's questioning the whole franchise. And all I want to say is is that he's questioning the whole franchise now for, for ages. And Regeneron has defied that. I think Len Schleifer, Regeneron are doing a great job. I want to buy the stuff.
2: Interesting. Uh, meanwhile, David, we've got um, uh, Pfizer and BioNTech teaming up again, this time on an MRA-based vaccine for shingles.
3: That'd be nice. Although yeah. I still haven't gotten mine. Have you? I haven't. <laughs> I I, actually, I mean, I keep, you oh, know. David,
1: that's. You can't you get leave to a right pharmacy now.
3: now you cannot get up to a pharmacy now and get anything. Anything. Um, I'm worried so right about you. We just got to You're wait. at the prime
1: age to get shingles. I'm aware. That Glaxo drug works. I know. And I think that you're being, you're tempting fate. I with am. Folk, it, I'm it, it's aware. just wrong.
3: It's mm-hmm. on the list. I'm going to get it. But it's not easy to get an appointment these days, as you well know, in any pharmacy. But, Dave,
1: we like to talk about stocks. GlaxoSmithKline, 4.8% yield. I like the stock. I don't want to get too waylaid by your uh, inability to get the one shot that you really need right now. It's a two-shot. I
3: appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. So, all right. Well, Pfizer's got that going for it, Carl, as I send it back over to you for the opening bell.
2: Let's get the bell and the CNBC real time exchange. And the big board, SPAC, Athena Technology Acquisition Corp. Celebrating its recent listing on the NYSE. At the NASDAQ, it is New York based nonprofit ABC Food Tours. Uh, David, we did mention some media names, and we got some uh, year end subs on HBO and HBO Max. Almost 74 million ahead of estimates. Yeah. Um,
3: listen. It- it's going to be very interesting as, as this year progresses. And by the way, we also got some numbers from AT&T this morning that we should get to in terms of subs that were uh, potentially helpful. You can see at and shares are, are up there presenting uh, at an uh, investment conference this morning. Um, we all know Discovery has moved up dramatically this year after obviously being a very poor performer last year, as had at and not been a strong performer. The deal itself under which Discovery is going to combine with the Warner assets is, you know, only a few months away from likely closing. Uh, And there will be a great deal of focus on uh, David Zaslav's ability to continue to grow direct to consumer. But, you know, it's interesting, Jim, because there is a sort of a uh, uh, there's some people questioning the overall direct to consumer strategy, given what may be a significant slowdown in the ability to garner new subscribers for any of these platforms, despite what are very good numbers at HBO, don't get me wrong, um, overall. And the marketing and the just incredible expense that takes place at these companies in order to garner new subs who oftentimes turn off and are not nearly as profitable as the old-fashioned linear cable network ecosystem that we became so accustomed to and that was so profitable for many years. So We'll watch this closely. We'll also be watching closely the ability, of course, of Discovery to deliver on that three-plus billion in cost synergies that they've been talking about. You know that there's been concern about how levered that company will be. You've talked often about AT&T and your disappointment in the cut of the dividend. But so far this year, there seems to be a good deal of enthusiasm for both of these names.
1: Yeah, but there's some nice bounce, uh, tax loss uh, bounce. Atlantic Equities today uh, says – uh, sell Roku. They start with a sell. And a lot of it, David, is what you're talking about. I think that the so-called plus factor, we're all, I think we're exhausted by plus. Carl, how many? I mean, how? I have a lot of plus.
2: Yeah. Uh, Roku, uh, they're looking for nearly 50% downside. I know. That was um, some piece. Although, Yellowstone, I don't know if you saw the, the ratings on uh, the uh, finale, 9.3 to, million total wow.
1: viewers. Uh, that's a paramount plus product. My wife loves it. I just, you know, she's, I couldn't believe it. There are this thing has an oddity, Carl, of who likes it. It's many different demos, and I think that that's very encouraging for them. Because in the end, it's just a Western where you, they beat up people.
3: <laughs> hey, Jim. Jim, I want to come back to the theme in the market right now. One you talked about last night, I'm mad as well, but which is just these these high growth names are getting are getting beat up. I mentioned <laughs> Shopify. I want to bring it up again. It's down another two and a half percent. Um, you can take a look at just the one week on that stock, but it is reflective of what overall has been a lot of um, names getting hit very hard in these first few trading days of the year. I mean, look at that, down 14-plus percent in a week, Jim. What you know? What's the approach here uh, in terms of how long this is going to go on, whether this rotation is going to be a real one from growth to value, particularly high growth on the top line but not a lot of profit Uh, growth,
1: companies with high multiples getting hit. Well, a couple of these have to happen. We have to have interest rates come back down. I don't know if that's going to happen. And then, David, we have to get rid of the love right now for companies that make things, that do things, and make profit. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. That said, you just have to wait for the sellers to run their course. I mean, it's obviously a program. It's obviously mindless. Uh, You mentioned uh, a funny one, David. You, You mentioned HubSpot. Well, HubSpot is yeah. one of the most expensive stocks in the world. That's probably the one. Uh, if you want to ask what the key to the market is, wait until this little comp, $25 billion company, wait till the selling stops in HubSpot, because that's one of the most overvalued stocks there is. It was selling totally on momentum. But be careful about going against Snowflake. Because there's a company, Frank Slootman runs it, that could earn a huge amount of money right now, but he wants to take, he wants to own this rent the cloud uh, situation. So Snowflake is the only high multiple on sale stock that I believe you can own right now.
3: All right. Well, let me come back on multiple to uh, Salesforce because we mentioned it towards the top of the broadcast. This UBS downgrade this morning that seems to have gotten a lot of attention. The reason I'm p- focusing on it, Jim, is because there are others who. Who are investing today? Who focused me on it? And Adobe, uh, uh, as well, getting hit. Salesforce shares, you can see, down six and a half percent. You come, you talk about multiple, and here's sort of one key paragraph from this report this morning from UBS, which they say, listen, if um, you know, we usually look at a, a company like this as general rule of thumb, having a free cash multiple about two times its revenue growth rate, and so if uh, organic growth. At Salesforce were to be 15 to 17 percent top line instead of 18 to 20 percent, then the 42 multiple on cash flow right now
1: might appear not to be cheap. Your thoughts? I think it does do 18 to 20. Uh, I think the company's doing better than the analyst thinks. I don't buy the pull through. I've never felt that MuleSoft is. You know, this has been a, a constant harangue about uh, MuleSoft not doing that well. Uh, I do think that uh, Tableau is doing incredibly well. Uh, and that that while the stock I mean look the stocks chart looks like Mount Everest and that's really hurting it. but I, I think there's going to be a level that's a great one to watch David because there's gonna be a level where people just say you know what even though Mark is uh, you're not you know, they, look they're act, they're remote, you don't really have the kind of uh, you didn't have the big uh, dream force, But I will say this, David. There's a lot of business out there for them. Just look at what they're doing with Ford right now. It's a very substantial thing they're doing with Ford. Uh, there's a lot of business in areas for software as a service that haven't even been tapped yet. So I, I want to go against this thing when it's down 20. Okay. All right. now I've liked it the way. I've liked it since eight. Yes. So you, you can have. say, listen, I'm a homie. I don't yep. care. I've liked Apple since five. No, and
3: so there, far being a homie's good. There it is. And there's another stock that you've liked all the way up lately, and that's Ford. Yesterday's move though was extraordinary, of course, on the on yeah. the on the back of those numbers on the well, what their expectations are, at least perhaps for the F one fifty Lightning. But Jim, has
1: Ford run a little too far too fast? Oh, that's a great question. GM picked up the, at the end of the day, too. I didn't like the fact that Ford was up, too, yesterday on something that, had you had intended, my investment club, uh, our first meeting was, was with Farley. And I think he pretty much tipped his hand that this could happen. So I was surprised that it could have such a big move after he, he did say things were unbelievably good with the F-150 at the investment club meeting in December. Uh, let the sellers come in. The one thing that I have to tell you, David, is it sells at 12 times earnings. And the earnings are real. And the earnings could be fantastic this year because of pent-up demand. They do have a very good deal with global foundries for these large chips that are not the kind of chips that they're talking about at, say, CES, but are the ones that that Jim Farley needs. So I think you let it come in. uh, And I've been, yes, the biggest bull on Ford since six. You let it come in, but then you have to buy it because it is not an expensive stock. And I think they can raise the dividend, too, David. Okay. Carl? okay yeah okay, okay. i wanted to i wanted to go get you the know. shingle shot let me
3: talk to carl i'm not <laughs> okay <laughs> okay fine I, it, it's not that easy good be, for you jim being here you. alone i mean i can walk over to your mad money studio jim would you like me to do that because i'm alone. Hit literally alone in like fifteen thousand square feet of space here nobody wants to come near well, me
1: well i'm gonna yeah. be over there on uh, on scott's show at halftime and i'll at least he and i will be comfortable i guess Or <laughs> I think we're separated as far as like what California versus New York. I mean, that's good. You know, Carl, the separation thing is really great, but more importantly is testing. And uh, the fact is is that Abbott's going from 50 million to 70 million. Uh, Abbott, I want to make very clear, is not raising the prices. It's Walmart and Kroger. Right. Abbott's keeping the prices the, steady. The,
2: the deal with the White House expires, yeah, right. so prices so are going up.
1: That's Walmart and Kroger that's doing it. And, and Carl, the, the chaos with the CDC is that you were supposed to go 10 days and test uh, twice negative. Then they shorted it to five days, and how are you feeling? Would you, you, feel would it you have been work.
2: happier had they kept 10, given the, the, the what we're already seeing and what they call
1: societal you, function? You couldn't do 10. Without the uh, the test that President Biden promised that he couldn't make good yeah,
2: you well, just you just can't remove people. The tr- the truck drivers look at Chicago no. schools this morning. I know
1: uh, it's, it's it's just it's, too it's, disruptive to. Society. It is too disruptive. Yeah. I'm I'm against. I mean, a lot of people who say this is political and that's a shutdown. Look, I I want to keep everything open. I do wish that we would uh, allow foreign tests to come into the country and that the FDA would approve them, but they haven't. Uh, and that's another ill-advised move by our government. Uh, all that
2: said, and all the worries about it, uh, travel's doing well again. Jeffries yes. initiates Carnival at a hold. But I think Delta uh, was named a, a top pick this morning uh, at one firm I'll look for. it. Uh, Jeffries, uh, Delta top pick for 22. Air traffic is bottom, they said, well, thanks uh, to domestic. The
1: speed, look at if if you're walking around with Omicron day six and seven, which are heavily infectious days, then you can imagine we're going to burn through a lot of people. And the anti I know we care about vaccine. If you don't want vaccine, I'm not going to be like Macron. If you don't want to be vaccinated, fine. I've done that. I've preached that. I've done that. Even my wife has said, Jim, stop it. If they don't want vaccinations, shut up. So I'm in the shut up camp, not like Macron, but we're going to burn this thing through this thing, really. I mean, remember that class you had to take where you had to do the exponential, you know, it's like, oh, times two, you know, times 10. I mean, we're getting that. When a million people are out there spreading it because we're told by the CDC that they're not spreading it, man, you got a real, you got a pandemic on your hands.
2: Yeah. One thing people don't intuitively get is exponential decline, which is a function of exponential increases. Yeah. And it's going to
1: happen. I think it's going to happen by the end of January. I mean, look, you have all these zombie infectious people and they're just busy infecting everyone because they haven't gotten the second line for Abbott Labs. If you get the Binax test, it's got that second line underneath. You want that to be very light and you got to wear a mask. But there's no science, Carl that said that there should be a 10-day to five-day. There was a recognition that perhaps the country's got to move on. Uh,
2: I always think of you when we think about going out and and having social interaction of Estee Lauder, uh, which today uh, gets well, B of A warns on
1: valuation. Yeah, we sold it for the same reason for the Travel Trust. It was just, it had such a monster move. But if that one comes down, you got to buy it. Because that's a, believe it or not, David, you'll love this. Estee Lauder is a travel stock. One of the things that they sell the most at is when you go to Duty Free. You ever go to Duty Free, David, and buy some MAC some Mac products? Uh, no, I've been to Duty Free.
3: I kind of look at some of the liquor and things, but I never actually buy anything. It's not still not really cheap. Sorry,
1: just not. Well, anyway, yeah. it's a great—Estee Lauder sells a lot there. Mm. They sell a lot in China. Chinese middle class is buying like mad, okay? the President, president Xi has not, a lot, has not said anything about the middle class buying things that are reasonably priced. He is very pro-middle class. Now, I know we talked earlier today, Carl, about uh, do you want to invest there? I will say he's very pro-middle class. He's very anti-rich. And he regards us as rich. But there's 800 million people that he has great appeal to.
2: Well, you mentioned a moment ago, speaking of consumer demand in the face of higher prices, Kellogg downgraded a B of A today. Uh, They cut the price target to 70 because have you seen the price
1: of cereal? Well, cereal is very, you know, used to be buy one. Remember BOGO, David? Yeah. Remember BOGO? Yes. What's BOGO? Buy Buy one, one. get one. Buy one, get one? Yeah. I I, I got it. I'm Ah! on it. You've been to the supermarket. You've been to the supermarket. Oh, my God. Cheerios. (laughs) Buy one, get one. Five bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dave has been in the supermarket. I have. Holy oh cow! What's the price of milk, Dave? I know. No, I'm, I'm, up,
3: I'm, on, I'm on top of that situation. I know milk. Let's Milk's like stocks. five bucks, man. It's a lot of money, especially if you buy well, that. you non, got to, How about Horizon? You know, you know, how about if you buy that? Yeah, the Horizon You should to switch to oat yeah. milk,
1: even if just for oatly. How about Beyond milk. Meat? I was going to
2: say KFC doing Beyond Meat nationwide for wow, a limited time. I can't wait to eat that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Look at that. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, what is that? Huh.
2: I think we had beyond up eight in the pre-market. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm... Well, it's about time it started to make a little bit of a comeback. <laughs> Very little, is what I'd say. Very little. Uh, meanwhile, I want
3: to go back to S.C. Lauder for a minute, Jim. Did I hear you say that you now don't want to own that stock because you have I been said it's moved up huge proponent yes. of that company's for quite some time. Uh, you obviously have been a big fan of its CEO and talked about its strategy in China and the importance of that market for a long time as being a
1: real positive. Are you saying you're out? Yes, we sold it. Now, Fabrizio Freyda, I've liked this stock since 80. He's a gentleman. He's brilliant. He has come up with, I'd say, remember, over and over again, they've got both skincare and they've got cosmetic. This deal with Ulta was brilliant. But the stock has gone to that fabled 50 times P.E. And, David, the 50 times P.E. is very hard to swallow right here. Remember, that's what happened to Salesforce. 50 P.E. on earnings is very tough to own. Carl, 50 50 P.E. on sales no. Yeah. 30p on sales. No. 20p. No.
2: On the flip side, a name we mentioned yesterday, Pinterest, up uh, better than 2%. As we are finally seeing some try to defend these names, it's Piper in this
1: case, going to yeah. overweight. Look, I think people feel that that Silberman wants to sell out. I don't think he does. Young guy uh, enjoys it. Uh, I think that, that if you look at, at this one, it's the one that people feel could be for sale and it could augment earnings. David, you know... That uh, there's not any consolidation in this segment whatsoever.
3: Yeah, I listen, I mean, there was something there with PayPal. There's something, there is definitely something to be thought, Jim, that that he's interested in listening if anybody comes knocking. And I think you still have to, I mean, to be that. Yeah, that's gotta be somewhat embedded even now in the stock price. Right. Uh, then we can move on to PayPal, by the way, which I know you were talking about a bit, I mean, uh, given its performance last year.
1: Has that gotten cheap enough? Man, are you picking on me? No, I'm not I'm picking on you. Hey, Boeing, I, I sit here and praise Boeing, you all the Boeing, time. Boeing, Boeing. I talk bah, about... Bob Blacksheep. I come
3: back Listen to, to, to you on Salesforce. Yeah, but I always point out that you to told Pilgrim. people to own it for years. And AMD and Ford right. and NVIDIA. I'm your biggest fan, Jim.
1: All right, PayPal. Uh, every time it goes up, it goes back down. There was a recommendation of it on Monday. It went up six, then it went down five yesterday. When Dan Schulman was on Mad Money not that long ago, he did a line in the sand at 184. So far, he's been right. The interesting thing about PayPal is it's come down to 41 times next year, and people feel that maybe with a 20 to 21 percent growth rate, it's worth buying right here. The one thing, David, is, is that Dan is having Dan Schulman, the CEO, having a hard time trying to figure out what the last quarter is going to be with the with the eBay over. And that's what's really dogged the stock, David. Mm-hmm. Evercore today
2: names it uh, top 22. I like that. Along with Mastercard, uh, which they prefer over
1: Visa. Yeah, these are two uh, travel trust names. We own a lot of Mastercard. Uh, along, along a lot of people, pay- Boy, that uh, chart? Mastercard is good. We did let some go because it's been such a straight-up stock, David. The payment section got good, and the way to watch whether it got good is Mastercard and Visa. Uh, but there is a movement to believe that these stocks went down way too much. And the, remember, Why, David, because buy now, Visa, pay later. I mean, that was
3: yeah, buy now, pay later That's was what, a huge thing. Everyone last got year. too excited yeah. about
1: buy now, pay later because it became buy now, don't pay.
3: Right, right. I do notice People they both had a nice move so far for the year. Of course, we're talking about t- two trading days on a little bit. Uh, and Square is actually down about four plus percent so far this a- year.
1: A firm that uh, yep. had some trouble. David, I don't think we call it square anymore, you oh. blockhead. Oh, that's right. It's called block. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a blockhead. You are no I, mercy today. No mercy. He's because. no mercy, man. Uh, well, he did get the buy one, get one yes, right. I not Notice right. how he hasn't brought up Boeing, which has been a huge headache yes. of mine, and now it's up, and he chooses not to do that?
3: Oh, I got so many more for you. You have no idea. <laughs> Just wait till I'm in person with you
1: again one day. Okay.
2: We hope that soon. You can't uh,
1: give me shingles. I got the shot. <laughs> <laughs> shingles? You can't catch shingles. No, I know. I've just... Oh, I'm going to get so much in a, you know, you yeah, oh Kramer, yes. do it. Who oh, are yes. you, a doctor? No way, yep. a shingles. I, I wanted to guess David about Glaxo and, uh, and Elliot. He goes, I don't know. Glaxo keeps going higher, David.
2: We still got some time. By the way, uh, Market Services PMI for December came out a few moments ago, 57.6. We were looking for 57.3 on a day where we'll get a lot of data, but everybody's going to be watching for the Fed Minutes this afternoon. Speaking of which, there's a chart of the 10-year just coming off of uh, 165. And we'll finish with the Dow. Pretty muted session at the open here, down 26. We'll be right back. That UBS downgrade of Adobe is getting some attention today. Stock's down uh, almost 4%, going to lead the NASDAQ 100 lower. A reminder this morning, you can always get in on the new CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club. Some fantastic memos out just yesterday, in fact. Or you can use your QR code on the screen. It'll take you right there. We'll be right back.
1: It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Yeah, there's a quizzical note today. Wedbush comes out and downgrades, uh, moves from best idea, William Sonoma. Now, I've had Laura Albert very recently, and she was saying things are good, but there was a New York Post article saying they were laying off people. The difficulty here is, once again, supply chain issues, uh, while at the same time are people have people decorated their, uh, at their at-home office, which has been a big spur for sale. So let's watch that, because it, it could be a very inexpensive stock. This is not a Peloton. Okay, this is not Peloton where it's over because of the crisis, Uh, but it has been Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the new verb that I've coined. Is that is that a verb? Okay. Oh, you don't want to get (laughs) you don't want to get Peloton right now. Salesforce is being Peloton.
2: I I did want to get you before we lose uh, lose you for the hour, Jim, uh, on ADP, which was remarkably strong. Some of the home base numbers are suggesting a million plus print for jobs on Friday. Look,
1: Look, if you if you want a job in this country, you can get one and you can get one in anything. Staffing remains I- I- incredibly difficult. So people are starting to come back, I think, from... Uh, I don't think people are as fearful as Omicron as the government seems to be. People come back to work.
2: Uh, and then we'll see whether January yeah. is, a, is a problem month, uh, given, right. uh, given the disruption from absenteeism. The other thing is the Fed minutes this afternoon. If yeah. they really s- uh, issue out a, a playbook on balance sheet normalization, are you on watch for a freakout? Uh, I think that's a reasonable
1: thing. I, I don't believe that. I believe Jay powell has been very moderate uh, and considerate. Uh, but I think that at the same time, the economy is red hot. Man, It's red hot.
2: Some of these Q4 GDP numbers, Atlanta Fed 7-4, yeah, Goldman's they, at 7. I think Morgan Stanley 7-5 for the you know, prior I,
1: quarter. I still. went to a dollar general and I said I, they solicited me for help. <laughs> All right, so you has got to help one. While well, you're here. Interested? You're interested? I mean, you know, the only place I went to on vacation that did not have, that did not need me was Ollie's Bargains. They have very good work.
2: Well, for you us. and I talked about the Starbucks down the street, which what? I saw a sign in the window this morning that they, it wasn't that they were closed, but they're opening at 8.
1: Yeah, Kevin which- Johnson, the CEO, told me they'll get that one open, that there is just, there's COVID issues everywhere. Yeah. A lot of restaurants are closed, 110,000 restaurants have closed. Uh, I continue to believe that this economy is fabulous, uh, that th- you can want to own the oils. We talk about it on Scott's show because those are great stocks to own when things are fabulous. Caterpillar's fantastic, deer's fabulous. We're red hot. We're smoking in this country. It's amazing. We're going to kill China in terms of GDP. <laughs> that's the feeling. Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, yeah. uh, President Xi's not a friend. Yeah. So you're going
2: to be on the half. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then what about tonight?
1: Tonight, I'm going to be discussing Larry Williams' latest call. He (laughs) predicted this amazing Christmas rally. He got it so right. We're going back to the well. He's so good. What a fun show today. We got a lot done. Yeah, and, you know, I want to slag David, but apparently he stepped away. (laughs) There's always tomorrow.
2: We'll see you tonight and this afternoon on the half uh, with the judge. uh, Mad Money,
1: 6 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's
4: Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you.